0: This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hi, and welcome again to uh, the podcast Abiding Together. My name is Sister Miriam James, and I am joined, as always, by my illustrious uh, co-host, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. Ladies, how are you today? Wonderful. Yeah, so good. So, so good. (laughs) It's another day where you can grab a cup of coffee or jump on the treadmill or go out and take your dog for a walk in the park and just join us on a a journey together. Today, we're going to talk about uh, a a word for the year. And many people do this around New Year's or right around the first of the year. But I think it's something that it's good to revisit no matter what time of the year it is and that God speaks to us in different different ways. But many times what he'll do is he'll give us a word for the year. And so we're going to kind of bracket this podcast. In with the reading from Habakkuk, uh, verse chapter two, verse two and three, where he says this, he says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And I think as women, especially, we like things done yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> I would just as we kind of spend some time together, um, Michelle and Heather, maybe we could talk a bit about our word for the year and this vision that God is giving us. So, um,
1: Michelle, do you want to kind of open us up with that discussion? Sure. Um, yeah, I think there is something about having just like a word of the year that roots you. You know, it is like your direction. It is kind of like claiming the year. Um to see what the spirit is doing or what he's doing in your heart. But when you stray away from that, or you um, just get distracted with the busyness of life, that um, this word is what can focus you and um, brings you back to um, what he is doing through you and with you and in you. And so, yeah, there's something powerful about, you know, almost proclaiming a word over your year that this is the year of blank. You know, um, mm-hmm. I just think it's such a great, thing to do mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Heather think- what do you think yeah, I think often you know we can just kind of coast through life, where life is sort of telling us what to do, like pushing us around. I know I feel like that sometimes that life is bossing me around. And so to you're actually, not the boss yeah. yeah, you're not the boss. Of me, exactly. Yeah, so I think at the beginning of the year, there's something about you know that kind of new year and resolutions and all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes we can be really focused on, okay, I'm going to get healthy or I'm I'm going to do this, um, but to sit down and say, God, what what do you have for me this year? And to let that root our year and to take some, um, not control back for us, but to give God the freedom to speak into our year. I think there's something really powerful about that so that we're not just going through and letting life dictate what's happening, but really we're, we're having a vision for the year that is given to us by God that can, can really give us a, um, a pathway to walk in. And I think that's really, really important.
0: I agree. I love that idea of a vision and God giving us. I love just the reality, and I know we talk about this a lot, that God's always speaking to us. Like always and yeah. he's always he speaks in so many varied ways and just throughout seasons in our life and throughout years and and years really do have a theme I, I agree with both of you and I I really honestly I live a sheltered life because I'm a nun but I, I really only heard about the idea of a word for the year recently like in the last maybe couple of years and uh, this year really is powerfully God has certainly given me one but I, I agree to, to be able to see the year kind of like where God is leading and to kind of hold what's happening to me in my life kind of up to that light of the word that God has given. It really does like a diamond. It casts these beautiful facets of light upon life. Yeah. And so, um, I, I think definitely, you know, as we talk about that kind of like the word or, uh, you know, that's something to think of. And so how did, how did you two come up with your word? Like, was it something that kind of you dreamt about or dawned on you or how do you,
2: well, I think for me, you know, um there's a difference between sitting down and me thinking up a word because I could think yeah. up some fun words. Like, okay, my word for the year is roller coasters, you know, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> or whatever. My word, my word for the year is yeah. sleep. My
1: word for the year would always be coffee. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> be always. So coffee. All of us would be like coffee. Yeah,
2: coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My word for the year is sleep and alone time. No. <laughs> so I think there's a difference between like, you know, me striving to come up with the word and letting the word be given to me i think what that looked like for me was you know one taking time to ponder what's been happening in my heart what has god been doing in my life what have what what's been going on around me in my family with my people with my with my tribe with my community mm-hmm. um where has God been and what is he saying? So I think just the initial, you know, making space for God to speak and doing some reflection and journaling, you know, what, what's what been happening here? What's been going on? I think that time for pause, especially at the beginning of a year, is is really important. And, and that's kind of what, you know, what the process was for me. Michelle, what did it look like for you?
1: Yeah, for me, it's just, um, what does... I was just like, what does the Holy Spirit want to see come to fruition in my life? Um, You know, what do I want to almost um, become tangible in my life, whether it is a grace or a virtue or um, an attribute of God that I want to really see visible in my life? And um, yeah, but when I really stop, I think like what Heather said, just, just pause and ponder, which is huge. I mean, because... As women, usually we don't have time to pause and ponder like that's a luxury, but it is not. It can't be a luxury. It has to be a necessity to um, pause and ponder. I mean, ponder and see what direction our hearts need to go in for a year or for a season or um all of that. And so, yeah. And for me, it's like, all right, how does the Lord, Mm -hmm. like when I was praying and pausing about it, like how does the Lord want to love me this year? You know, I love that. Yeah. Like, how does he really want to love me? And even if like the word that I have, you know, for this year is not, yeah, it is not like a fun word for me. Like I like whimsical words or like really attractive words. This one wasn't, you know, for me. And, but realizing it, he's coming out of a place of love and not a place of, you know, your word is going to be hard on you this year, sister, you know? And so, but it's how he wants to love me. Yeah.
2: Okay. So now you both have me on the edge of my seat. I'm just wondering what your words (laughs) are.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think about this. I don't know what y'all's words are. I was like, we didn't talk about this before we started recording. Yeah. Like the bachelor, like a moment of the,
0: somebody gets a rose. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know for me, I,
0: I really, and this might sound silly, but this is just true. This is, I'm just little. So for Chris, for Christmas this year, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, what do you want for your birthday? Like, it's your birthday. What What would you like from me? And I heard very, very pronounced in my soul. And it wasn't me because I wasn't even thinking about it. But I heard Jesus say to me, I want you to trust me. Wow! And it was something that pierced my soul so deeply. And I know that's something that God has been working on, especially oh my gosh, in the last few years of my life. And and I think, Michelle, you had sent us a link to somebody's blog on the word for the year and they were saying, you know, the word is often something that will surprise you and maybe something you'd say, I don't know if I want that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And so uh, for me, I mean, of course my mind goes to like doomsday scenarios of like all this bad, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna have to trust God. I'm gonna be Peter out in the ocean. And, and I really believe just even in this, you know, we're what, a couple months now into the new year. That God is really speaking of something far deeper than that. And to not only, yes, to trust God, but to trust what he, what does God say about himself? You know, what does he say about me? Trust that he loves me, that every morning I start off being loved. I don't start off with like a zero balance of having to earn love today. I start off, I wake up in the morning, I'm already loved. Mm -hmm. And that for me, like when you talk about Habakkuk saying, you know, write the vision down, make it plain. Like for me, I've had to keep writing that out. And I write it on my journal, on the top of my journal every morning and... I know that God is going to do something amazing in this. And, and uh, part of me, it sets off my own fear interpretation or I want to rely on myself and I want to plan for myself. And I want to, you know, like what Heather or what Michelle just said about letting the Lord love you. Oh my gosh, that just rocks me. Cause I know that's what God is trying to do. And if I would just as a lover and as a daughter, allow him to love me, beautiful things happen. So that for me, trust is that I know, it, I know it in my core, like that's the word for my year this year.
2: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sister, can I just say that was like so sweet? Like just when you said, What do you want for your birthday? That really moved me, you know? I was like, that is just so um so sweet. Like just to peek into your relationship with God. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, that's her man. She has to ask him what you want <laughs> yeah. for the birthday. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday, baby? No, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on.
2: <laughs> so Michelle, what's your word?
1: Yeah, I wanted my word, like I said, to be a little bit more adventurous and artistic and, you know, kind of fun. And my word was surrender, which, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is just, I told the Lord, that's not a very sexy word, surrender, (laughs) Um, you know, like, come on. Um, But it was surrender. Like, it's been a couple of months now that he's really teaching me that I time and time again, do things in my own strength and then I get exhausted and then I don't want, and then when I get exhausted, then I want to numb out. And, um, and I, I realize when I'm not surrendering, then I don't feel my life to the fullest, mm-hmm. you know, because I go on exhaustion and, you know, um, just doing a creative ministry and business and six kids and some of those children have, you know, special needs and stuff like that. It just piles on and um, really realizing that I have a savior complex in some ways and that I am not the savior he is and that I need to surrender these things, you know, and let, allow the Holy spirit to do the heavy lifting. It is not me. It is him. And, um, And since I've been like trying to really put this in practice, you know, for the last couple of weeks, um, I'm just amazed at how it works. Like, oh, wow. When I surrender these things, it really works. Um, There's something to this. Wow. And um, after I chose my word for the year, uh, about two weeks later, um, God's like, I want to expand your word. And You know me. I don't like to follow rules anyway. So I'm just like, Sure give me two words you know um so it was surrender and see and it was surrender and see what i can do you know like trust me it is more you know than you imagine i can do more than you can even dream of like i can outdream you outvision you you know every day of the week and twice on tuesdays like um see who I am and what I can do when you allow me and give me permission. So yeah, just working on that sweet surrender right now. Mm. Mm. What about you, Miss Heather?
2: Well, um, yeah, it's very similar like to your, your, your words, both of you actually have sort of this blend of uh, everything you both are saying. I'm like, yes, it's resonating so deeply in me as well. So my words, I would say two words are, uh, lay down. And it is like this blend of surrender and trust that God is has been calling me to. And, you know, I have a really long history of being self-reliant, of being, you know, the strong one, we call it strong mode in our family. I can flip into strong mode pretty quickly. And and it's it's a lot of self-reliance. You know, it's like buckle down and do it. Like, I, I can do this. I can power through. I can handle a lot. Um, I can take it on. I can, you know, if I don't want to burden anybody else, there's a lot of reasons for this self-reliance. But at the end of the day, uh, I realized that one of the roots of the self-reliance was a lack of trusting that God was actually going to come through. Yeah. For, for me, you know, like I know that yeah. he can come through. I know that he's powerful, but there was this really deep old wound in my life, um, that came from, you know, hurtful circumstances when I was younger that this lie came in that God could intervene, but he might not. So just oh. in case he doesn't, then mm-hmm. I need to cover all the bases. And, and that, you know, it starts out with little things. And, and as we know, it's like tree roots and they, (laughs) they grow and spread. And, and this wasn't a good root. It was a a really negative one in my life. So, you know, by the time I hit my thirties, uh, I was just getting drained because it was like, I was trying to be God in my own life and in the life of those dear to me, just in case he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And, and the weight of it crushed me, literally, <laughs> physically crushed me, you know, I've, I've crashed a few times in the last, uh, in the last few years. And, and in that crashing, I mean, messy really, really not pretty, you know, it's been really hard. Um, but, but something incredibly beautiful has been going on that God has let me crash, um, so that I can really experience my weakness and my deep need for him. You know, like I deeply, deeply need a savior. And thank God we have one. (laughs) And it's funny because, you know, we we hear these things, we know these things we are like, yeah, of course, that's like basic Christianity 101. We need a savior. But, you know, there's a difference between knowing something. And then having it being lived out in very deep places of our hearts. And so that those words for me laying down, um, God is calling me to really practically live that out in very deep places, in very practical places in my life this year. Um and it and it's becoming very real. And for the first time, I'm seeing incredible fruit already. I mean, the year has just begun, but I'm experiencing a level of freedom and peace that I've never known before, uh, because I'm realizing that God is strong in my weakness. I mean, hello, we've heard that scripture a hundred times, a hundred thousand times, maybe. But um, I'm like, it's really true. You know, just like you were saying, Michelle, it's really true. Holy smokes. Like God is really true about what he says. So, yeah. So I'm just experiencing as I lay down. And that means like, you know, let God, let God come in and pick up all the slack in all of my weakness to let him fill in the gaps because I, you know, I've really just had to admit I can't do it. I cannot do it all. And God, I desperately need you. And as I just sort of lay down and let him come in and and fill all of the blank spaces, um, yeah, it's just been incredibly peaceful. In the midst of a chaotic year, I'm already experiencing fruit. So it's been really beautiful.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. So that is good.
0: Yeah, that is so powerful, Heather. I mean, for both of you. And I, one of the things I particularly love about what both of you shared is that, you know, both of you have really busy lives, you know, and and you're incorporating this on a day-to-day basis and in all of its beauty and all of its challenge, you know, in the midst of husbands and kids and ministries and all kinds of stuff, you know, that you're encountering God speaking to you in this, you know, and there's a a saying in the 12-step program that it works if you work it. you know yeah, work it girl. <laughs> work it yeah yeah and so uh, that I, it really does speak to also you know kind of like our, our bible passage you know from habakkuk the verse three where it says you know it, there's a vision and it speaks of the end it does because it's leading us all closer to intimacy with christ and that's the whole end right mm, yeah
1: and so so how would you tell someone okay all right say they're listening to this how would they go about to choose a word for them for the season you know um whatever season they're in or year. Like it doesn't have to be at a beginning of a year, mm-hmm. you know, um, it could be like the beginning of a Lent, a liturgical season. It could be something, you know, we already brushed upon like, okay, you need to pause and ponder, you know, and pray for the spirit to reveal something. So what would be the next steps after that? I think, or how would they pray? I guess um, would be another question to ask. I think for me, well, I just, uh, I mean, life is, Very simple.
0: I think just to ask, Lord, what, like for real, like, Lord, what is, what is my word for the year? And maybe just, you know, Holy Spirit bring to my mind, what are some of my favorite biblical passages? What are, what are some of the ones that that challenged me the most, you know, words were often stick out to us, like in the, in the mass recently or in conversation recently as, has something really stuck out to you? Cause God speaks in patterns, right? God is speaking to us and, mm-hmm. and it might not make sense to us at a time, but just to ask the Holy spirit, like Holy spirit, you know, can you please bring to my mind, right? You know, he reminds us everything Christ taught us. Can you bring to my mind some patterns or some, some scripture passages or words? And it's, it's very interesting that as we sit with the Holy spirit over time, that those themes will filter to the top of our hearts and souls. And I, I really believe that we will come upon something and we will just intuitively know this is it. So, but yeah, that time, like you said, Michelle, uh, it's true. It can't be a luxury. We really have to make time like we do for any, anything else in life worthwhile. We have to make time to hear the Holy spirit.
1: Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's answer, what do you
0: think
2: yeah i think um that of course yeah we need to listen and i think also reflecting on the pondering part um we need to ask god like what are what are the things that are holding me back from you mm. from deeper intimacy with you and from really living a full life what are what are the things that are holding me back um because the goal is intimacy. That's it, right? Like, how can we grow in deeper intimacy with God, whether it be, you know, trust or looking at maybe addictions or something. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, growing deeper in prayer. But but to just ask the questions and ponder and mm-hmm. and listen. I mean, you know, it seems very simple, but I think you're right, sister. Like, God wants to speak to us. He does. And it's just opening our hearts and learning to listen to his voice. He is always desiring to speak to us and, and make his words clear to us. So I think just sit and listen. And what you said too about how words will jump out is like lexio divina principles. Sometimes we need to sit with a scripture, you know, like just sit with a scripture and let God bring the words out, let the Holy Spirit stir whatever he wants to stir. And, Mm -hmm. And I I do think that I I need to say there's a big difference between having a word and living into the word. We love great ideas. We love quotes. Like we all have quotes on our walls these days. You know, every home story I go into, it's like some awesome quote, you know, on a thing. Um, We love that. But sometimes we don't live that And I I think that's the big difference is that if we have a word, it's not like, okay, this is my word. I'm going to put it on the mirror in my bathroom, but then I'm not going to live into it. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm going to tell people I have this word. (laughs) It's just moving from an exterior experience to a very interior experience with the word and letting God plant the seeds deeply and it does take some action on our part you know we need to make space for that word to flourish mm-hmm. we need to make space for god to speak and we probably need to change some behaviors you know mm-hmm. to to truly to truly live it how mm-hmm. about you Michelle yeah
1: i agree and i think for me um choosing the word like say for surrender or you know lay down or trust and then um trying to like Thank the Lord for Google. Like I even Googled <laughs> scriptures about surrender, you know, um, and just what comes up in study those, you know, like, so, um, li- really allowing the word to take flesh to this word and really allowing the word become living and active in my life. You know, these scriptures become living and active in my life so that this surrender becomes, um, natural to me, you know, um, it becomes a natural atti- attribute, um, of mine, you know, to allow the Lord to move in and with and through and to, like I said earlier, and to love me through the surrender, um, you know, because ultimately he, the spirit gives us a word to bring us in closer union with him, you know, um, to see how he's going to um, reveal himself to us in a new and different way for this year, you know, and that's exciting you know, to me, like, um, I always get excited. I mean, the longer I am in a relationship with the Lord and, um, the longer I journey with the Holy spirit. I love that. It's always, there's something new. It's always an adventure. Um, not always an easy adventure mind you, but it's always an adventure and there's always something new. He's always moving, doing, changing. Um, but inattention because he's changing, but he's still the same, but he's always on the move and um, wanting to stir more in our hearts, more in our minds and draw us closer to him. Wow. Uh, A to the men on both of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so beautiful yeah so yeah listeners if you haven't chosen a, your word for the year or if you know god's doing something in your heart write it down spend some time with him write it down and just i love the idea of liturgical seasons as well like you know god give me a give me a word for the season of lent give me a word for advent give me you know whatever that is god is he's so delights to to speak to us and you know it's his great pleasure to to you know give his heart to us as his children um So something that we do here at the end of every podcast is we have a one thing, like the one thing that is blowing our mind this week. And so, ladies, uh, what is your Heather Michelle? What is your one thing for the week that you just can't live without right now?
2: Hmm. <laughs> we never can just keep it to one thing that's that's the, true that's
1: the what is your five thing. things just I know. Kidding.
2: okay here's yeah. my five things let's
1: no. compromise maybe three things <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay i'm just gonna jump in and tell you what's moving me right now okay there's two songs all right heather go for it two mm. songs that are totally totally just oh moving my soul very deeply so one of them is by Hillsong called even when it hurts Mm. And there's a live version of that song where it's like uh, a video. You can look it up on YouTube. And Is that the one I sent you? <clears throat> yes, Michelle, you sent it to me and I just can't turn it off. <laughs> it's, like it's, so, it's beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. It's so good. And just like the rawness and vulnerability in her voice towards the end. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. like it, she's just crying out. I love that. <laughs> And then there's another song by Hillsong. I don't know what is going on. Hillsong has just been on on my playlist a lot lately. But uh, it's called Behold, Then Sings My Soul. And we had a beautiful event last night called Encounter at our local parish. And it's just like a a worship night. We have adoration of the Blessed Sacrament and confessions. And my husband, Jake, gives a short, you know, reflection. Um, And we just sing worship songs. And it was during adoration time we sang this new song called Behold, Then Sings My Soul. And it was stunning. It was just... Really, really beautiful. So it's one of those songs you can just keep singing and singing. So, yeah, that's another one. Really good one. How about you, sister?
0: Uh, for me, I, I have to, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. I actually been reading a book, an interview, the last interview from Pope Benedict, and the book is called Last Testament. And it's really his reflections of when he resigned as Pope and what his life is like in his childhood. And I learned that at the age of 14, he was already translating like Greek and Latin text into German for fun, you know, because who doesn't do that at 14, you know. Um, but I'm just so blown away by his humility. I I mean, I love Pope Benedict. I only understand about 10% of all of his writings, but I just, his humility and just his gen- gentleness and this giant of an intellect and just, just creative genius, somebody who just in his own quiet way sought to bring the good news to the face of the earth. And I could only imagine just, you know, of all he's accomplished and all of his accolades that he would be so tempted to become very full of himself or become very forceful. But you just see that what a incredible witness of, a life lived in prayer and humility and heart for God. And so the book is by P- Peter Seawald, uh, who's interviewing him. It's really an interview question and answer format, but it's called Last Testament. And I just, it's wow. It's just so incredibly beautiful.
2: Hmm.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, Shale. Yeah, mine are, you know, as usual, really random um, and all out there. But uh, for me, there's a couple of things. You know, I always read a bajillion books at a time. That's just the way my mind works and um, jumping. So right now I'm reading A um, L- Letter to My Daughters by Mayu Angelou. And oh, I just I love it. her. Oh my I do, too. I mean I just think she's a poet and a prophet and her life is or her life was just a beautiful testimony of um God's redemptive power and um but her voice like what a voice you know that she and she used it. And I'm reading also a book um Grit by Angela Duckworth and but it's the power of passion and perseverance. Mm. And um it's good like You know, I love that word grit. And um, it's just been really good for me to dive into that, to see um, anything like that fascinates me. Um, Any kind of research, psychological stuff fascinates me. Um, So it's been really interesting to just dive into her reading and information. And I guess for even on a personal level, um, the Novena, Our Lady, Tire of Knots, is kind of rocking my world. You know, Um, we've been praying with that and... You know, it's just amazing. Just, you know, it's a really strong devotion for from, from Pope Francis loved it. It's just rocking my world and untying some serious knots that are going on.
2: The thing about grit, Michelle, that's come up like at two other places recently. So there, there must be something about that that's really important. Like um, I was at a Beth Moore uh, conference and she was speaking and her whole theme was grace and grit as women of God and then it was somebody else I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned that same book about grit you know my thing was as a mom I'm like how can I teach my kids grit like I think that's what kids need more than ever these days is like to learn grit you know so yeah I'm going to be diving into that as well
0: Well, it has been such a delight to spend time with both of you. Uh, Heather and Michelle, thanks again for hanging out together and all of our listeners. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We hope that God gifts you with uh, a word for the year because he loves you. So join us again next time for another episode of Abiding Together. God bless you.